Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. We're missing what the then show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, folks. Uh, very welcome along to the Irish Examiner's Hurling Show um, in association with Alliance Break Week next week. So a bit of a, I suppose, uh, funny time, really, uh, yesterday. And Saturday were teams flat to the mat where they having a look. Certainly the next round, I think we'd see a lot of championship teams out. And yet there's one constant, and that's Limerick, who are just popping in, lads, in and out, lads. Very welcome, lads. Uh, the two buckles, as usual, and delighted to be joined by Port Rose finest, uh, Mr. Liam Sheedy. How are you, Liam? Great day on yourself. All good? Not too bad now. It seems with Packy Dillon's 40th birthday cruise on a Saturday. Uh, I'm kind of okay Monday morning, I suppose. Yeah, but it was a, it was a fair day. Like when you're not in the 40s bracket, that's it, and you go off on a 40th and yeah. leaves Bucky Browns at half one, Liam. I'll tell you. <laughs> it is a long day. Would you want to be putting your own stamp of authority on things like, you know? <laughs> and when a few of the fellas in their 30s are going in ordering bottles of Coors Light, for the first couple of drinks, and you were saying, Pint of butter. Yeah, <laughs> what do you have to do? No, go in big, go in big. Now we'll have some fella tweeting about we're too much talking about gambling, we're too much talking about alcohol, and all this. But anyway, <laughs> this is the show, and uh, you're welcome along, folks. We're delighted to have Liam, delighted to have Marco, delighted to teach. Lads, um, I wrote a kind of a hard hitting article, uh, for today is about the league, I suppose. I, I have been beating this drum. I'm not backing down on it. Uh, I wasn't at games, I have to say, over the weekend. I'm caught up now between the pub here and the cruise. And for me, the 12,000 people that paid into Salt Hill yesterday evening, 18 quid ahead uh, to be an hour and a half in traffic or an hour and 50, as John Milan told me. Uh, he was doing co-commentary for RT, so he probably had to stay a bit longer. But I'm not getting it. I don't know. The whole competition, is it a series of... Taking my own county into overall context, we go through the games. Like, you know, didn't show up in the gated grounds, then put on a wow performance down in Wexford Park yesterday. And you knew nearly by the naming of the team Friday night that that might be the case. And it's just the overall, we're going to have to try and do something with the competition, that's whether it is tighten up the game number of games and have a four week break before the final. Uh, to the first round of the championship or something. I, I, I'm just not getting it as it is. TJ, you were insulted. I was, Dale. It's very hard to argue with you. Um, <clears throat> go along with all those points in a couple of games. I suppose we, we've come to know hurling as a sport where it's kind of uh, blood and thunder, great games, counties having a good hop off each other. And we haven't seen that yet in the league. We have seen phony teams. We've spoke about all the different things that managers are looking at. They want to get their house in order for April. But it's not doing justice maybe to two counties having a right pop off each other at this time of the year. And... I, I don't know. As you said there, on Friday night when the teams are named in this particular game, it looked like Limerick named a very strong team and you felt that, let's say, with Galway, they didn't name as strong a team. I think they had about maybe six starters that didn't start. and The game kind of went along those lines, those patterns, Limerick started well. But uh, in, in, in the bigger picture, I just don't know. Like Even from right now, um, 
Limerick have put themselves in a good position to qualify and maybe some teams will say, do I want to play Limerick in a league semi-final or do I want to end up playing Limerick in a league final two weeks prior to the championship? I suppose the reason you're asking those questions to bring the league forward is if you played Limerick in a league final and let's say things didn't go your way, I think in a three or four week window, you would have a chance to change and do stuff. Whereas as we will know in that two week window where you have your three or four taper days after a league final and in your three or four taper days into the first round of the championship, that leaves you a really, really small window to make any changes. And I think if we go back to last year's league final between Waterford and Cork and all of a sudden some of the games that we're seeing now actually happened in the league last year as well, except you don't remember them. Um, you, just, you just remember the league final. So I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, I think it was a Shane McGrath had some kind of a, an idea there. Could you link the league and maybe give some sort of reward, championship points to whatever the league winners, whatever? Is that bonkers? I don't know. The league is is obviously a national competition, uh, a nice competition to win. So I do think there's some change needed. But I, I like like most people in this country, in uh, the moment with lots of things, I know what the problem is, Dela, but I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, and like the two Morrisies were interviewed afterwards, and eloquent guys, like just like their dad, uh, top meant to speak. But, uh, um, you know, Dan said, Well, I'm very glad I have two league medals in my pocket as a medal, I, I, and I don't have one. And, uh, um, yeah, definitely. But I do wonder, Liam, you were in Crow Park. I'm just wondering about overall, Liam, before we get to specifics on the various yeah. games. The overall, it seems to be lethargic. Yeah, well, the problem is, Dale, the gap between the final and the and the first round, that like everything hinges on the, the weekend of the 23rd of April. Like that's where ultimately teams are delivered. So, you know, if you lose that first game straight away, you're on the back foot. Um, so I think, you know, as much as the, there's teams that are, as you said, I think they're targeting certain matches where they're going for performances uh, because, you know, each of them will want to get to a stage where, you know, you want to get to 12 or 13 of your, of your starting 15 nailed down and in and in position come the end of the league. Um and you're probably seeing like it's probably suiting someone like Liam Cahill. So he's got, you know, he's got a chance to really go after. You know, you've seen Connor McCarthy and again Johnny Ryan is starting to settle a little bit. So for somebody that has a, that has a you know a broad array of talent, um, even aside of the people that he's missing, he's probably using the league where he's getting a real chance to test for us. Um, you know, so but but you know I think I think it's you know it, at the minimum, you should do away with the semi-finals and let the top person in each group, and you get a week back. That week back is obviously that to me is a is a no-brainer. And I even think people, you know, they have enough. They have an off week next week. You know, certainly, if I was managing any of the counties there now, I'd much rather play next week and get an extra week at the end. Would be my view, uh, because the more time you get, you know, to me, to switch from league to championship, I think you need a minimum of three weeks to be honest with you. Um, you know, and I think I think we're undervaluing the lead the way it's structured currently, and you can't blame managers because ultimately when you know, we haven't won the league in tips since 2008, but ultimately you'll be measured at the end of the day in terms of how successful you are come Munster Championship and, and All-Ireland Championships. Um, that's where the bear is, you know. And again, for all of good Watford's good work last year winning the league, you know, I don't think anyone will be talking much about the, their victory in the league when they ended up getting getting booted out of the championship and didn't make the top three in, in Munster. So that's, that's the debacle that each each county are faced with. Um, and I'm not so sure. I don't think I don't think we, what we have right now is the answer. And I think we have to give them more time. I think managers and, you know, there should be really good dialogue. I, I think too much of it is, is sort of made around, you know, big tables up in Crow Park when actually they should be involved in people that are in the game, uh, involved in the game. I think they should get more of an input from the managers and the people that play because I think anyone would tell you, look, give us three weeks and we'd be happy. So that's my yeah. hope and forth. 
Liam, Liam, one of the flip sides of the argument then would be commercially, right? And certainly some of the games, like as Dello said, there are 12,000 people and let's say it's 18 euros to go in. I know some of those were kids. And the Limerick Clare game, Limerick Cork game and some of the other games, the game in Nolan Park. Like the commercially then, like because of, let's say, the huge appetite since last July, it is working. That's, the, well, that's, a, big, that's a big argument there, side now. Well, you wouldn't say it was working if you're in Crow Park on Saturday night, uh, TJ. There was nobody in. Okay. Um, you had two. You had a double header there, and I'd say it didn't wash its face. Um, you know, so like, you know, I think I think you have when you get the right, you know, teams. I mean, obviously, you know, there was big there was a big appetite for for Limerick and Clare because of what they had produced the previous year in Championship. Everyone was yeah. named the stand was sold out. But in the main, you know, where I I don't know I don't know is it really adding up commercially. Um, in, in, yeah, in, how long, in, how long, in, Liam? How how long will it like Limerick Clare? Yeah, um, easy venue for both a home venue yeah. for Limerick and almost a home venue for Clare. And then the appetite of last year, but like we were there, we were on the sideline. There wasn't a murmur. The match was that poor. Clare no. that poor on the night. There wasn't a murmur in the stands. No, I, I I think people might vote with their feet next year. Yeah, and eighteen euros saucy enough too. You know, um, it's a big expense. You know, if just three or four going. Um, it's not it's not a cheap night out, uh, and as you said, luckily we have people that are fanatical about our sport. But you know they'll they'll also, as you said, will get to work out are they are they getting the quality of action? And you know at stages yesterday watching Limerick and Galway, it felt like it has, it, it had a challenge match feeling to it. Like it just didn't feel like it. You know now the, the flip side of that is we were on the sideline. I would say we got a really good game last year in the league between Galway and Limerick in, in the Gaelic Grounds there. Like that, so there, it's it's a little bit hit and miss. Um, but I, but I think, you know, I think you can't play managers. Ultimately, they're going to be measured on when that Munster Championship starts. And no matter how successful or unsuccessful they are in the league, if they win round one and round two of the uh, of their championship, they're more or less looking like they're in the top three. And then it's all systems go. So it's about trying to get the balance right. I think some of the newer managers, Michal Donoghue and, and Liam Cal, are probably delighted they're getting to see a little bit of new talent getting a chance mm-hmm. to test lads. But in the main, I think we have to, I would go straight knockout, um, to the final, to the final, um, get an extra week back because I think having that three weeks is what you know. If you had three weeks gap, I think you've you've cracked it. I think that's yeah, as much as anyone would want. Marco, you didn't go in to see Westmead and Car- you went in to see the football though, last week when the Dubs were in town. Like so, that maybe tells your story as well in in some ways. But just go back to Liam's point. I think the new managers and you have one of those in Pat and you're top, you're top of the hoop now. You're you're street, streaking ahead with the National League at the moment. And look, we're delighted for that. It, it really makes this show when Cork are top of everything, to be honest, Joe. But is it like, let's say, look at look at Dar Egan. Let's say, look at Dar Egan now, right? And good, good time frame. We know him, Liam, but better than Dresden. I know him, and good sound man and good hurling man, and would have done so much about the Killadangan story. And yet, he, he won every game in the league last year in his group. And Ultimately, though, he lost out in the quarterfinal near the end of it because he hadn't the depth in the squad. And he was down a few genuine leads yesterday. So he had to go out. Right? Then Lohan's after coming off, getting a bit of stick. It's not only a small bit. In Clare, for the Limerick performance, and Lohan's just say we need John Conlon now, see how he's going, and we need Kelly, and you know one or two little things. Is that the case? Like, is it just the new managers are delighted? Like, I'd say Michal, I don't know who, even though he lost by, what, four points, five points? I'd say he'd be happy enough. Like I watched the highlights now last night, and, and it looked like they had plenty of it. And the, the ultimate worry yeah. for him is the Donald Burke injury. I think mm. at the end of it. Um, but you know, he, he saw a fair bit, and and as a new manager, that's 
what it's about. Whereas Brian Lohan, fourth year, it's tested here, tested there. So there's a good bit in what you said there. Um, I suppose the first thing is that um, I always say that most new managers are always under the microscope straight away from the, and and they'll be their worst critics themselves straight away because they're all successful guys themselves, whether they're players or whether they're in business when they're coming to manage a team. So they will measure themselves, I think, on success. Um, also, they'll have to, I suppose, look at the fact of what they're doing behind the scenes, what are their expectations. And I think you know, if you go through a couple of the new managers, I suppose um, Pat Ryan is definitely trying to blood, we say, a lot of the lads that won two All-Irelands from the other 20s with him. And like it, it's amazing how one victory, particularly the first game against Limerick, could alter you, the way you think about things. Like if we lost that game, we'd have been going to Galway on the back foot, hoping for a result. After 20 minutes above in Galway, Cork were down 1-9 to 1-3. And, and if you were after losing your first round, you, you'd be on the back foot definitely. And then you'd be putting out a strong team against West, Westmead to try and you know recuperate maybe some last round. The funny thing is having, having beat Limerick now in the first round, then all of a sudden taking over after 20 minutes in Salt Hill and then Pat is allowed to put out what I would say is, and I don't want to say experimental, but... He has certainly thrown the the, the, the the net wide. He's played 29 to 30 players already in the league after three matches. Now, I don't know the stats on any other team at the moment as to how many players they have tried, but I think it has been a massive success at this moment in time for Pat. And to think that he played well with, say, Hannity, Hoggy, Robbie Flynn, Conor Lahan, Dickie Dawson, Alan Cadigan over the weekend in the forward line, and still able to mass 221 and, and probably hit an awful lot of wides as well. I think he'll be delighted with, with, with his troops at the moment because Pat is, I suppose, in the if Cork happened to get to the league final, he has a four-week gap, I think, to the first round of the championship. So I think they probably are concentrating on the league. Then when you flip it over to Liam Cahill, I would say, you know, he came in obviously, has a lot of experience with Waterford. Tip of plenty players, particularly like Cork as well. I said, you know, very very good underage structures, and it was just a case of you know getting stuck into them really. And and unfortunately in in Liam's scenario, he has lost a couple of um, players through injury recently. Cork have a lot of fellas on the sideline, but I said they're about to come back. So I, I think from that point of view, it's, it's great. But like Liam Liam Cal has, I think has solidified the whole Tipperary thing because look. You know, there was a bit of a hangover after last year. And I think he has got rid of that immediately. Now, you know, I suppose, you know, Liam, you were in, you were in crop after the night. And maybe the tip supporters still probably need a little bit more convincing, I suppose, in terms of going to matches and stuff like that. But I've no doubt that, that like, you know, your supporters will get back in. What's that? More sandwiches, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Saturday night. Like, you're probably the, the house. Over and over and over night, you see the prices of hotels in Dublin when you go away. You know, you'll have no fellas getting around the M50 and stuff like that. Like, they only like, go to Tullus most of the time. So, um, I just, and just to comment on Donald Borklads, what a player. And like, we've had him now for the last three years. We're watching him in the fantasy holland team. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the top of the leaderboard there. There's a lot of fellas. The holler in the ditch now and a few more than fellas. They all have Donald Burke on their team, which just shows you that there are tremendous hollers. And just to mention Killian Dial then on the Westmead side as well. There are brilliant hollers 
everywhere. It's just trying to give them the platform. And I think, you know, you can go with your Westmeads and your Antrims and your leashes and stuff like that, right? Like those teams, I think I'm impressed with Antrim so far this year. To me, I, yeah. I think they have put in massive performances with very little rewards yet. So I, I think in the overall context, I think any new manager is trying to put his best foot forward and he is trying to get the most out of the panel. But he ultimately knows that it is the championship he's going to be judged on. Would you give three weeks back to the All-Ireland, Mark? I won't ask you again for the rest of the year. The no, split season, would you no, give no, 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 not to make like, the second in, biggest competition in Ireland intercounty wise, National <clears throat> Hurling League, to give it a bit more status? But should Anthony, the Six Nations and rugby has played over seven or eight weeks, like, and to just get on with the matches. And there's fellas out injured every second week, and you just have to build up your panels. Like, ultimately, it's up to, I, I suppose, all the counties to build their panels as big as they can, and don't be like. There's definitely a culture in the GA or oh, geez, we can't play without this fella and we can't play without that fella. Time moves on, players move on, you just have to build your panel as big as you can. I think the club is fundamentally the most important thing. I see Pat Ryan is releasing all the intercounty players back to the club next weekend for the first round of the leagues. And like there's a lot of managers that would not allow their intercounty fella back to the club in case he got injured. But let's just a game of hurling, they're amateurs. And they have lives. They need to get on with their lives as well. They're not fillers on a million quid a week in the soccer and the premiership and stuff. That's all. I, I think, you know, don't put massive pressure on players. Get the best out of them and keep them happy. Well, Liam, there's your answer anyway as to why it's not going ahead next week because the first round of the Cork County League is <laughs> Obviously, someone in the higher echelances of Cork GA has had a word with Cork Park to say, Where's that normally? Yeah, but, but hey, Kavir, it, it is ridiculous to think that there's been two free weekends given up to the league now so far. And all managers, I've no doubt, are crying out that they'd want the league finished a week earlier. And maybe as, as the two lads of our, and we suggested this earlier on the pods, that there should be no semi final. And if there wasn't a semi final, it might mean that ass games might be a bit more cutthroat. Depend, no, there would be dead rubber games, I presume, yeah. as well, in the last match if there was only one coming through. So, yeah, maybe the powers of be are looking at that as well, Anthony. Yeah, and as I told you before in this pod, what ran, I never forget 2011 being blow playing Cork. We had to beat Cork. I was with the dubs. We had to beat Cork. But we also needed Walford to beat Galway. And it was like something you'd have on Sky, Sky Sports News, you know, yeah, uh, deadline yeah. day and early, and uh, Finn McGarry, who was a goalie, came running down along the side and he says, What if we're a point up, Dalo? <laughs> I says, You shut up, I'm trying to watch this, we're only a point up. But the drama and the whole thing, yeah. and then uh, there was a pitch invasion from a good few Dublin supporters who actually went to the game, the diehards, um, afterwards because they didn't know we were in out. We beat Cork, but Galway will probably beat Watford. No, Watford were after beating. Fairness to Davy, he was in charge of Waterford. Do your favor, kid? He texts me in the morning. So do your own business now. I said, <laughs> but, but the, the drama of that, like alone, was now you won't always get that, but the, yeah, that was great. And there's no need yeah. of semi-finals. And I would I would concur on despite now Pat Ryan not being allowed to release lads back to their clubs, the proud clubs of Cork that have that have dominated the Munster Club Championship in the last 20 years and have come storming through to win the Tommy Moore Cup most of the time, Baron Newtown 
since the seventies. But uh, no, it, look, we think we're all agreed that Listen, the mind your break week. Come here to me. See, 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 you, me. see the other Genzi there, team viewer, United. We haven't won a cup in seven years. We've, We've had ahead. about a half a dozen new managers, right? We had to get rid of Ronaldo, and now we're after winning the first the first trophy. So Adela, it takes a little bit of time to get back on a level footing. But United now, a bit like Cork, we are starting to come now. We have one, we have one cup already in the, the bag, like you know. The, the milk cup. Once to see in a league, so we be I the think, cup, yeah, I that's think the right one. now we're going all out for the second <laughs> cup now this year. Come here. Are they a three United? No, that's a United jersey and there's two cock jerseys. Well, that's Sports Direct on the left. Sports anyway. Direct. He saw that's just earlier, of course. That's it, Liam Mike. It's all red. And there's here. two United ones there. I did a bit of swapping around. And there's two Liverpool That's a football jersey. Too, I have a few Liverpool fellas, but they, they, would, they, come here. they wouldn't be allowed up there today. What about your man? Top goal, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> And come here, I supposed to get tickets for Liverpool United next weekend, and the figure fella who was promising me to get him failed to deliver, Dela. He failed to deliver. Oh, so anyone out said... there, I'm looking for four yeah. Liverpool United tickets. I know yeah. it's a big ask. I've two I have two Liverpool supporters and one United. So we had some crack yesterday, I can tell you now, watching the, the final. Yeah, whatever about the, the poor people in the world and the people who've come through earthquakes and everything else, if you could try. Think of the Lander help. family for next weekend. Somebody <laughs> out there, could you, could you please help? Just build, just building on what what Marco said uh, about Donald Burke, uh, Dalo. He he was a joy to watch on the uh, on Saturday night last. You know, he was, I think it was sixty one or two minutes he lasted. Um, like he picked off seven. Like his radar was it's so hot. Like he just mm-hmm. needs a half a chance. And there were long long range points. He really hurt Tipperary. You know, Tip wanted to keep their structure and they sort of sat and held the line. But his movement across the line he, and, and his striking is impeccable. Um, and he's, you know, he really was a joy to watch. But, you know, there's probably... Did you did you, did you you see a bit from Dublin, Liam? I didn't know, you see, because, you know, they struggled with the Antrim game. And we, we all are in agreement on, on this podcast, I think, that Antrim are showing signs that they'll be well able to compete in Leinster. And again, uh, yesterday against Waterford, played well. They struggled to beat him, but they beat him. They, they drew with Waterford, but the caveat being Waterford were down to 13 men and then you should, yeah. should you be beating 13 men. But I was interested now in, on Saturday evening. Didn't see it. Thought it was going to be on TV. Pity it wasn't. Mm. Some Somewhere we could even subscribe to it. So I wasn't yeah. going to go up here, like, but I, I would love to put it on, you know, booze crews or no booze crews, whatever pub we were in. I'd have yeah. paid your man 30 quid to put on the match, sat down yeah. and watched it because when that drivel of Ireland and Italy was over, I'd love to watch the hurling match. Like, you mm-hmm. know, but... Did you see a bit from Dublin that Michal be encouraged? Yeah, I, I did. Um, like, you know, as I said, they have one of the best forwards in the game at the moment in Donald Burke, uh, without question. Uh, seven points in play, some return. Um, so, Alex Considine was on the inside line. Now, Brian O'Mara was on him, so Brian was playing inside. Um, and he probably blocked him down three times, which is a little bit school by early from, from Alex Considine's point of view. He threw it up and Brian was on him. Like a rocket, uh, they had a they had a, a goal chance in the first half that was hooked. Um, Brian O'Mara got in a, yeah. a great hook. That was a, that was a, there was there was a, they needed that goal and they had they had a two and one late on and messed it up in the second half. And if they did get a goal at any stage, some of their wides were very poor. Dillo. Um some of their striking like they're they, you know, outside of Donald Burke, they're not the crispest group of strikers uh, when they get that half a chance. 
like other counties. Um, so and they, they lacked a bit of backup. But I thought Alex Considine was a big plus with his three points in play because he was decent again Watford as well uh, in the first round. He missed out in round two with an injury. But you know, I think I think there's 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 an over reliance still on Donald Burke. If he was if that's a hamstring injury and he's gone for four or five weeks. That could st- certainly impede him uh, significantly because they need a fit Donald Burke. But I think Michal knows that he. I think what caught Dublin under Matty was that they were, you know, they were using the same eighteen or nineteen player. So yeah. Michal has broadened the web a little bit, um, and I think he'll he, he'll have been encouraged. Um, you know, it was a five point game, and it could have been, you know, with some with some of their chances. And if they get a goal and and convert some of their chances, it could have been a whole pile closer. It was only a point in at half time. Um, so I think Michal is as as um, a lot of positives he'll take out of the game. And from Tip's perspective, you know, I think Donald Burke got an awful lot of room. So, like, they'll be they'll be concerned that it, it, you know Ronan wants to sit, uh, but actually, you know, did he, he he wasn't really getting the protection from outside. Um, so they'll be disappointed with that aspect of the game when they look back. But again, they didn't they didn't concede a goal. Um, they tried Brian O'Mara full back. So you know, Mikey Breen is probably not too unlike Callum Ryan's in terms of his his athleticism. So I don't know, maybe maybe Mikey and Liam have it in their head that maybe could they could they get a Mikey Breen into that role where he's driving forward from the half back line. Most teams you see Kyle Hayes added as well yesterday. But I think their number three position, I didn't think Brian O'Mara attacked the ball as a, you know, the out and out full back where he'd go in front. I don't like he's probably would a bit he, nervous. Would you play there, Liam at any stage? Like no, I don't remember no. Brian O'Mara playing there. No, I, I, I like he's a class act. He's definitely going to be in the backs with Tip. But I think the question is, the question right now for Tip is, you know, do you go back and put, push Ronan back in there? Or, you, you know, is Mikey is the Mikey Breen experiment going to continue in there? Or could Ronan go back in? You know, I thought he was he was outstanding for me in 2019 on the edge of the skirt and we moved him back in for the All-Ireland series. Um, because I think Brian O'Mara across five, six or seven is a gem uh, yeah. and, is a, and is a class act. Um, so I think I think the conundrum for Tip is just to try and find the three position uh, again. You know um, there was good performances. Johnny Ryan was good again, um, and I think that Tip will be Tip of a lot of energy at the moment. You know, yes. I mean, uh, Liam Cal and Mike, Mikey Beavis have really put their stamp on that group, and they're bringing a huge energy and intensity to the game, which which means you know they haven't been dealt an easy pack either. Um, Daylord, like they've they've had injury after injury, you know. Kieran Connolly announced last week now that he's gone for the year as well. You still have Craig Morgan and Barry Heffernan out. Carl Barrett's out for a for a long number of weeks. Paddy Cadell is gone for the season. But you know, there's no doubt about it. Liam still has a lot of talent that's in that pool from those yeah. young lads that he had in the 21 and the under 20s team. Um, so I think Tip will be really, really happy. And you know, I think is it is a transition or is a transformation? Only time will tell. But I think it's looking like a transformation right now, and uh, they might transition quicker than people think. It'll be transition after the 23rd day of April. In Hi, there's lining us up, Dale. Bring the sandwiches, cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the thing, though, Dale? Like, that's a massive mm. match for Brian and for Liam. And because the, the winner one. of that game can look yeah. forward and say, okay, win another one, now we're probably in. The loser of that game, and it's back to the wall straight away. So that's a massive match. And it's actually probably a bigger game for Brian in season four. Home. You know, yeah, season four is like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no look, there's no yeah. doubt about it. And, and, and that is the reality. That the, Brian knows his team. He's trying to maybe tweak one. Shane Amore's back. Mark Rogers coming in. Probably needs a break after winning nearly the under 21 A championship. Uh, carrying, not carrying, they were good, very good teams, Scarif But they won it just before Christmas, straight into UL, trying to play a Munster League. You know, for, if any young needs a break next weekend, I'd, I'd tell him go away yesterday evening, getting off the bus from Wexford and say, yeah. I'll see you towards the week. Do you know, I, I honestly do think that that'd be good theory. Can it be done then looking at other fellas in the eye who have given you the same commitment? That's a balancing act. That's good management, isn't it? And yeah. and that's that's 
that's where belief in your manager comes into play. That other players will say, yeah, he's right. Rogers does need a break. Just a break, and he's only young lad. Yeah. But you know that's that's where it's at, and it's about hand and that. And you're right, I think Lim Cal has been handed a very heavy load already. You know, with injuries, and and she's ultimately the Dylan thing. You mm. know, before anything started, it's just incredible yeah. stuff. But uh, will, is the type of guy that will move on and drive on, and uh, there is energy and tip. There's, there's no doubt about that. And I, yeah, and I thought from a Dublin point of view, looking at, it, I was fearful a bit. The tip mm. would love the lights, Crow Park, the open spaces. And I was kind of delighted with the dubs in one way that they matched up. And man, as you said, if, if, a, if a goal was to come, they might have been there, thereabouts. And they still were there, thereabouts. But for my, you know, just having wearing a little bit of a Dublin colour, uh, having a graph from that, that they matched up. And I, I think, don't know who's as well as, as Liam Kyle, is on the start of a, an extended term in charge and he's building and he's going to be building just want to ask you Danny Sutcliffe how was he was he off it was he on it or was he ah, look you know what I mean he, he, he wasn't he wasn't really you know he, he wasn't at his at his you know at his, at his absolute best um, but you know I you know would you give Danny Sutcliffe a little bit more uh, training and matches under his belt I think we all know what he'll bring played him in sort of a, a more central role as well um, and I think he, he'll probably end up out in that wing and you know if you were if you were Dublin goalie and you're poking that ball down down um, on top of the half hour line, you'd be very happy. But I thought Dublin's overall distribution from the goals was very good. Um, again, on Saturday night, uh, Dara Gray was very, very effective at uh, at wing back, got on a lot of ball and broke the line. And I thought they were good to to break the line, get as the extra man, and then flash in good ball. Like there was there was a bit of purpose about Dublin out the other night. But uh, again, uh, look, tip or full value for their victory. Um, and you know, like. You know, Jason is unerring, and but I think the big plus again, like Alan Tynan is starting to find his feet. You know, obviously he was he was gone to rugby for a number of years. He's back now. He's he got two nice points again the other night. Um, um, definitely Garrod O'Connor at centre forward. He gives Tip an option of the long ball, puck it down the top of him, and he plucks it out of the sky. He's a big, he's a real big physical presence. And Mark Kyo, you know, he's been he's been sort of chipping away for the last few years. Um, you know, you know, but I think I think it looks like maybe this year he might be ready to kick on a bit. He got three great points and he made up. He made, a, he made a great run for the goal. So that fella has a bit of class about him too. So no, Liam, Liam would be delighted coming back down, as you said, he's he's unbeaten, you know, but there's a there's a real there's a real um there's a real purpose about what they're what they're trying to do in it. And there's a very, very strong competitive panel, even though he has been hit with some cruel blows in terms of injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that ultimately, as I often said in this show, sure, the great sir lines used to say, you'll be judged in June. Mr. He used to say, if you're a bad league game. Now, we can't say that anymore because June is probably the other in semi-final and Mark is happy with that. You know, so uh, we, we, we won't go there again anyway for the rest of the show. TJ, <laughs> salt hill, traffic. But you you would care past TJ, surely. Like I said to Dill, I always get well looked after in Galway and and, and they actually uh, part of what they're trying to do is they had a business event on before the game as well yesterday. So you're speaking again, my, my buddies, yes. So yeah. Before the game, and the big news coming out of Galway this week is their minor situation changing. Um, obviously, their minor team playing in the Leinster Championship, um, I think, is good news for them, and and it's going to be more competitive, and it's probably more level playing field. There's a possibility for some of the teams in Leinster, it probably make a Leinster minor championship that be more difficult. But Any chance their club champions would go into the Munster uh, club championship or the Leinster club championship, or does that not suit? Um, I, I couldn't. I couldn't say it doesn't suit because, like, if, if you if you want to have the level and playing field across the board, I, I I suppose. But I was going to say with the minors is where you have, let's say, minors 
let's say, in other counties in Leinster and Munster trying to get ready for March dates and trying to get their house in order. And then you have a team waiting in the wings, doing all the video analysis and all these games and sitting. Like, it just, just wasn't the level playing field. I think, I think maybe in the longer term, it'd be better. I think they'll find out more about their minors um, for the future in terms of having these games rather than coming in at a late stage. And, and in you, couldn't say, you couldn't say that they weren't winning enough minors in 21s and stuff. No, like I, I, like, like I, I think it was unfair both sides. As I said, de- them having to wait, they didn't have to put as much emphasis on the early part of the season. They could come with a later run, allow their guys play colleges and everything. Whereas, let's say, in other counties, as you well know, they'll underage, where you were challenging, let's say, teams playing hearty cups and all things happening at the same time. It just made life a little bit easier for them. So this is something different. And they're look, to be honest, they're looking for us and they're welcoming it. So um, that's, that, that, that was kind of uh, one of the, the discussion points. So it, it'll be a watch this space for a couple of years to see what, what, was it good for the GEA, good for Galway, good for teams in Leinster. I suppose I, the reality you now is I, I, I think it was. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just going to just... I agree with you totally, oh, I, and I think they should be in there. But I also think their club, because we, we're big club people here, obviously, and Mark makes that point very clearly. I think their club champions, because they don't have a provincial championship to play in, should either be going up the north, playing in the northern championship, because you'll have good down champions, good Antrim champions, and as we've seen with Schlock Neil, mm-hmm. last few years, the Ulster Club Championship is really competitive, and they just get a free pass into the Ireland semi-final. I don't agree with that. You can't have it everywhere. You can't want your minors getting good games, but your club champions, though, you can play a but replay. I, I, give give a two-week break between your draw and county final and, and your replay. And sure, we've no rush because there's no kind of championship to play for. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think that um, any of the clubs will have any problem with that. They, I think they, they, they would welcome the opportunity, whether it's wherever they play. So they should push for that yeah. as equally as they have for the minor getting into the all Ireland, yeah. or into the Lens Championship. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard, it's hard to believe, Anthony, that it has taken so long for the minors to get into Leinster with the seniors and the under-20s already playing in Leinster. Why did it take so long for the minors to actually get there? Well, so, look, I'm not the authority on this at all. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, yeah. I suppose, if you were the awfully minor manager last year, Leo Connor, and you knew you had a right good team, did you need Galway inside there as well as Kikini? No, and you were trying to I, make I a breakthrough, you know. So I, I, I'm just saying make it level. Make it level. Don't have your club county champions. Yeah. Don't have Killa winning the Cork Championship and having to face into Gary Spillane, Portrow and Kirkcastle before they come out of Munster. And have St. Thomas's or Lockray or Portumna getting straight into an Ireland semi-final. Yeah, I see, I see your point. It's just, I suppose, the point I'm making to you is that it takes the J an awful long time to probably make decisions. And we saw that with the All Ireland Club final this year. The rigmarole that the teams had to go through before a semi before a replay was awarded, when everybody knew the rules were break, broken, and the GA should have stepped in and made and made the change. It should be the GA at top level should be encouraging or should be saying to the Connacht Senior Championship for the Galway. This is only going to be, we'll say, the Galway champions. At right, ledge, you're going into whatever province to play your club, Holland, from next year on. We need Show we leadership need a, from the top. We need a two-thirds majority. And that's why the man in the top left-hand corner of the screen should be in charge of the thing, <laughs> if you ask me. Because <laughs> it would be a bit of common sense, I think, of the Holland football <laughs> players' mentality going into the thing. But anyway, TJ, yes, back to your corporate event first before you um, watch the match. 
I like going to Salt Hill, the, the traffic I can I, I, I can stick with and, and the wind actually, believe it or not, yesterday was blowing in the other direction, it was blown away from yeah. the sea. But yeah. to be fair to be fair, um uh, as I said, look, in fairness to Galway, with a lot of things structurally they're trying to do, uh, they're trying to get an awful lot of things right for the future and a lot of coaching things going on there at weekends. So I would say they're trying to get an awful lot of stuff right. Back to the field and and, and the game. Like just touching on what Liam was on about there about Donald Burke, let's say, and the way Tip were trying to set up. There's an awful lot of uh, structural views as to how teams are setting up against each other now, and you see fellas in loads of space, and you're wondering what's going on. And there's some of it might be t- tactically bonkers, I think, right? Uh, as in, it's not working. And then you're trying to make sure that there's certain individuals, let's say, maybe man-marked or maybe not having a big influence in the game. And then you're ending up maybe inside in the stand and you're looking out in the field like yesterday and you're seeing Kyle Hayes in 50 yards of space and nobody near him and he pops over three points of play and you're kind of saying, Jesus, what is going on here? Like So there's a little bit of that kind of getting lost and maybe your style and your system and then when you're playing against, let's say, one of the better teams at the moment in Limerick, it's, it's difficult because their use of the ball is so good. I just spoke to Liam for a couple of seconds before before we came on air here, right? And like, like when you give a really really good team the ball now in hurling, right? They just hurt you. They don't give it away. Limerick used the ball exceptionally well. Really really good hurlers know exactly what they're about. And I certainly don't think whatever tactical system you come up with into the summer, I don't think that any system work where you give them the ball. I just don't think that will work at all. I I think I think whatever system you come up with, I think I I think that will be challenged. Uh, the second thing is. Like definitely to me yesterday, there was a big difference between ball handling and striking. Like Limericks was crisp, it was clean, it was pinpoint, whereas like Galway's just seemed to be a bit, a little bit off. And we all make excuses this time of the year for we don't know what training blocks are going on, don't know how much hurling is being done, we don't know what they're training on, whether it's astroturfs or whatever it's on good pitches or bad pitches, and we tend to make excuses. And that's why I suppose when we get to that. Weekend of the 23rd of April, the excuses are out the window. Um, on, on, on the Limerick side, John will certainly be very happy. Um, like he came with a strong team. Um, even the guys who came on played well. He'd be very happy that all his key players, and like what I said last week, like Keen Lynch back at centre forward, massive plus. He's just different gravy, as everybody knows. Possibly one of the best hurlers in the country, uh, and he just makes everything tick. Like everybody moves well around him, he jumps into those positions and drags players out of position. And there always seems to be space in the forwards, and obviously Peter Casey back as well. And another, another huge plus would be the form of Shane O'Brien. Very young, he's mm. kind of slipped into the number thirteen jersey there. He's a big lad, and uh, looks at home. He's able to deal with the physicality of the game. Um, so again, for John, he's becoming a, re- a real option there. Um, we don't know yet what the story with Aaron Gillan is. We didn't get any light on it yesterday. My belief is that he will be back at some point, and you'd like to see from every point of view that he will. So from that point of view, you'd definitely be very happy. Limerick looked comfortable. Like there was maybe one or two patches in the game. Like as I said, it started very well in the open quarter at nine points. There were seven points up at half time, and then by the second, by heading into the last quarter, they were nineteen twelve up. They did lose the next fifteen minutes, um, seven points to two. Like that piece, and you could say maybe. I don't know how influential, let's say, that, that period of the game against Clare, Dela was as well, where they kind of came unstuck. It's like as if they, said, they were just in control. John rolled down a few subs. Hard to gauge where that is. But from Limerick's point of view, you'd say, good position. Looking like now, as I said, 
playing Westmead next and Wexford at home that they're going to put themselves in a position where they can make a league semi-final and plenty of players to come back and plenty of players that'll be chomping at the bit in training to try and get some league time to make sure that they get a jersey in the 26 for a championship. It looks like he's building a nice squad. We haven't seen Carl O'Neill yet. He picked up an injury. Um, and as I said, Colin Coughlin there would be well looked very good Adam English would be well look very good as I said the former Shane O'Brien Kieran Barry has slotted into the halfback line very well Michal Houlihan really will, will good against Clare so there's plenty plenty of options there with, with some guys coming back so the green side is good very happy um, on the opposite side Henry and Galway like the team they named first of all led, led you to believe that they weren't going after this maybe as much as they went last year um, they were definitely having a look at a couple of players to see are these in the 20 or in the 26 probably namely Tiernan Killeen like, you know he did start at wing back and he was kind of jumping across the half back line they started with Gerard Mack in, in the full back position and TJ Brennan probably in the corner TJ Brennan had a very good campaign with UL and they were having a look there and then up front like Martin McManus Donald O'Shea probably the two key fellas they were having a look at to see are these boys in my first 15 first 20 plans didn't really work out for some of them in the first half they didn't have a lot of possession they didn't use the ball into their forwards well and look, we've already said that Limerick backs looked at home. Barry Nash spent an awful lot of the game on his own. Kyle Hayes spent a lot of the game out left. He used an awful lot of wit. And Limerick's use of the ball was very good. So Galway struggled in the main there and just didn't really work. And I'd say Henry didn't get a brilliant pitcher. Containment-wise, defensively, they were good. Like, he only conceded 24 points overall against Limerick, which means probably not too bad. And didn't really concede any sort of a goal chance at all. So from that point of view, you'd say, yeah, they, they passed the test. Young McManus, but, young McManus, teach who, who, who we, you know, we like and on the show, yeah. and we liked him particularly last, last the last day. Um, he was treated to the Sean Finn show, though, mm-hmm. you know, which is not easy when you're mm-hmm. trying to make your second start. Like, is it? No, it's definitely not easy. And and in a forward line where you're maybe outnumbered a lot of the time against, let's say, smart, seasoned campaigners, is always going to be very difficult. I suppose, look, the critical side of us would say that, you know I mean, that, that he did get one or two nice balls where he should have maybe handled and whatever, and it didn't work for him. And look, as you said, there's, there's loads of people who've, who've kind of come unstuck there. But there's still a question mark about their forwards and getting balls at good full forward line and maybe getting more numbers to there. And there's a piece of the game for them like you could clearly see yesterday, puck out wise, they went after a side of the field and they they they, they, not, they put numbers over there. Then Limerick's use of the ball where they freed up Kyle Hayes coming down the left hand side of the pitch, like made it look very ordinary at times. So, yeah, there's certainly challenges there. There's challenges maybe within the system and challenges for them to get their front six right. And I would also say challenges to get. I don't know what the target number of balls to the full forward line with support would be, let's say, in a half. It might be, let's say, 15 or 16. There's areas there which they will need to improve on. It would also look now from Henry's point of view that they won't make a league semi-final, which, which, which isn't a major problem, right? But maybe from a, from a, a winning or a silverware point of view, I, I, I get the feeling that I'd say there'll be pressure to win the Leinster Championship now. They'll, they'll, they'll nearly have to deliver it's that in 2023. Must. But, I think, I think it's a must. Agreed. And, uh, but is there an element, lads, uh, I might have alluded to it in the column there, um, Marco, that <laughs> I saw clear last night, like, I, you'll be slagging me there now, completely only text messaging now, you, the handbrake is off or the handbrake is on, and, you know, we've been having the crack about it, but is there an element, like, whereas Liam alluded to it earlier, we were in the Gated Grounds la- this time last year, and Galway and Limerick, it was a 
bang. It was a bang match. Like it was just oh, quiet. Come on, you're in Munster. We're in Leinster. I want to see what I have, Henry. Is there an element now where teams um, we know what Limerick are? We know how good they are. Let's be ready to meet them later on. Not now. Yeah, not be banging I, off I, I now. Think, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I think last year was Henry's first year. First time stepping out of a kill Kenny Jersey and going into the oppositions, going into the line, then with somebody else. Uh, I think Henry himself wanted to make a statement. I'd say he was a very, very big appointment in Galway. Huge appointment, really, I suppose. Um, and I think that Galway panel last year was hopping out of their skins. And I would say he would have pinpointed that match against uh, Limerick last year as being one to set down the marker. And physically, both teams went at it. I think what you're finding this year is you have a manager in his second season who had an awful lot of players involved with uh, Fitzgibbon, has given them the opportunities for to concentrate on Fitzgibbon and has said to himself, look, it ultimately is championship. Once we avoid the relegation scenario, we'd be happy enough. People will forget about the league. Just once it doesn't upset their morale is the only thing I think that you have to be concerned with. Galway will know they're going to be in the top three or four teams every year and it's about getting a performance out of them in championship but I was I was in Sartre the same as TJ they they show lots of signs of plenty of ability but the way they drift out of games would be a concern for me Cork took over once they took over they just they scored two three in five or six minutes and put the game beyond them and I know they came back at the end and a bit like yesterday they came back at the end again but Limerick just put the foot on the accelerator again and went out. They brought it back to two and they went down and won by six or seven. So I, I, I think they are in the overall context. Um, when Gal will have a full panel of players available to them, they'll be a match for everybody. But it's just about keeping the morale as high as possible. Um, and that is, I suppose, the confidence in the man in the line and what he has seen and, and what he has done as a player himself. He'll know what's what's going on behind the scenes but the, the, the other thing I just is Claire definitely did have the handbrake on there's no point in saying otherwise they didn't try a yard against Limerick below and I think you're probably right they're saying to themselves do you know what if we're going to beat Limerick we just have to do it once there's no point in trying to beat him twice for your own ego or for your own you know feel good factor or morale in the panel ultimately we were probably all in the clear jerseys last year when we were playing against Limerick hoping and wishing they'd get over the line and stuff like that not empty Limerick just to see you know another team winning I suppose and um, I think you're right that the league is serving a purpose for each manager I think they all have their own plans what they want to achieve out of it it's clear to me that Liam Cahill and Pat Ryan probably want to get to the league final at this stage. And we saw, I saw the Munster League final. I'd have mm-hmm. both teams served up a really, really good uh, match. But both of them were, were, I'd say, five or six weeks ahead of everybody in terms of their training blocks. Um, Limerick is different this year and so far that they didn't concentrate mm-hmm. on the league last year. I think they are certainly more forward this year in their in their preparations as well and the question is whether you know 
whether they can keep that going. And I'd say they probably will, but they, they certainly came with a great run last year. Once they played the last match against Offaly and avoided the relegation, they put their head down and then they concentrated on champion. They are certainly a way more forward this year than they were last year, which I'm a bit surprised with. But And I'd be wondering why are they doing that? Because they have a couple of extra players back, the Keen Lynches, the Peter Casey's, they weren't involved last year. And like TJ says, we don't know what the story with Galen is at the moment. Uh, did he get a hat-trick over the weekend, TJ? Is that true? Or was he was he playing? Did he, did he, how did he get in the fossil over the weekend? What's the, name of the, know, what's the name of the club? What's the name of the club? Creep, Creep Celtic. Isn't Ellie Bacon Rashers, I think, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, Desmond about, League. the Desmond League, TJ, is it? Desmond League, yeah. I was going to stick with Hurling for a second, Liam. I was going to just shoot there on... Um... He deflects away very quick from that, Marco, doesn't he? I, 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 I think it's Kylie, Kylie has him. I tell you this much. Oh, He's not the player. to Kylie now. Yes, yes, They've been hearing Marty um, Brown's the two of them, sure, Marco. You want to see him as thick as teeth. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, thick as teeth. Thick as teeth. <laughs> no, I was going to touch on for a second about the structure and, let's say, the formation of teams mm. and how influential it's starting to become. Like... And is it maybe, maybe once better word, is it stemming, let's say, what teams have been normally very good at in the past? Is it kind of causing a problem for them maybe to transition to the new game? Like, let's say, where you're playing, let's say, without maybe a couple of forwards, you're bringing loads of fellas back. And how much maybe is the Limerick influence on opposition? Is it kind of shagging them up, maybe, for want of a better word? It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of... I, I... I think you're right, TJ. Um, like, Liam, you know, straight, away, has, straight away, Liam, there, you have to engage Kyle Hayes. Like, you can't give him no. that wing. Like, no. You have to put Joe, Joseph Cooney right half forward and say, pin him back. Yeah, um, yeah, but, but I mean, the amount of times yesterday where the ball was poked in and, you know, Barry Nash is just picking it up or, or they're picking it up and getting it to Barry or out to Kyle. And like, once they do, once they do, once they do that, yeah, they're gone. You know what I mean? So like Limerick were very comfortable in their, in their game plan. They know exactly how they want to play and they play like that all the time. I'm surprised that some that teams aren't trying to disrupt that a little bit more. As you said, you know, fire four or five across the half hour line there and, f- and play one inside and flood the line. Uh, it has to be better than what you were what we've been served up because if you stand off them, they'll eat your life. And it was very very clear yesterday. Uh, and the one thing, the one concern I'd have with Galway is I don't see them having a real purpose in their play that says they can get quality ball into their inside line. I mean, if you're, you know, if Donald O'Shea or these guys are going to flourish, they're going to have to get a much better supply of ball because Conor Whelan is the only one really that can fight and win for dirty ball. I watched a few of their games, like Galway, Liam Collins and some of these guys, they're real talents coming through now. Uh, I really, really like this guy. But like Liam Collins needs a, needs a quality of ball. Um, you know, it's much, Liam Collins would probably fly as good as Peter O'Brien in Limerick if he was in that position because yeah. the quality of ball he's getting in is of, is of a really, really good standard. Um, but back to Mark's point, the one thing I've really found is, you know, like every team now has two or three home games in their championship. And you'd be shocked that, you know, when you get a chance to play in your home game for the league, that you wouldn't be saying anyone that comes in here now, they're going to feel it and they're going to get it. And to see the way Wexford rolled over yesterday and to see the way Galway rolled over, because, you know, with 57 minutes gone, lads, they were eight points down and they looked washed up. They, they looked washed up. They could have been below on the beach. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were not at the races. So Henry got a little bit of... There was a little bit of, of late momentum that sort of rescued it a little bit from because they came back, they got it back to two points. But like up to that, it was pedestrian. It's pedestrian that I've seen Galway in a long time. They couldn't really get to the pitch of 
Limerick at all yesterday. And obviously, no, look, I know Wexford are down a lot, you know, and clearly they don't have anything like the backup. If you don't have Liam Ryan and Lee Chain and Matthew Hannon and Rory McCarthy, who's probably one of the best forwards in the game, they just can't survive without those players. But again, you know, to concede six in your own in your own pitch, in your own backyard, you know, a few, you know, as as you start to approach and you're heading towards the championship, I just I just I don't I'm surprised that uh, teams that are trying to get up to a level aren't really targeting their home matches especially and I was shocked with, with what Galway brought to their home pitch yesterday and with what Wexford brought to their home pitch yesterday because I would have expected that they'd be trying to put down a, a marker so like there's big matches coming up for those teams around the corner in April that and uh, you know to really to qualify you have to win your home matches in my view yeah probably but Liam, probably, yeah, probably sorry, yeah, important I, I would say more important maybe for the Munster counties you know because yeah you'll get the two home games obviously we know Watford are, are in trouble they have to go to Thurles for the the home games, but from a clear point of view, you now the next day against yeah. Galway, that's a massive one for me. You now, Galway, there'll yeah. still be a big crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm shouting down the league in one way, but I know yeah. well that the Galway crowd will come down. It's, it's a lovely venue to get in and out of. You'll be out of there in ten minutes, and the motorways out the road, and it's a huge one. But like that, Liam, for me, from a clear man's point of view, I'm saying, wow, this one, like this, this yeah. is the one. Now win this one, and do you know what, Brian? Grand now to the twenty third of April. Yeah, and that yeah. is the problem as well, of course. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right that the home venue thing should be, and I think from a clear point of view, it will be. Right. I honestly do. I do. I do. Right. I do. Mark, one of the frightening things TJ said there is they've won four the last five All Ireland's, and he says I think he's building something nicely, and mm. I, I think he, he. I wrote it there today. I think fifteen of the twenty scores came from Nunes. No, mm. what I mean by Nunes is no Kyle Hayes isn't Nunes, but Kyle Hayes back at wing back is Nunes mm. compared to last year. Keen Lynch back is Nunes from last year. Peter Casey, uh, Shane O'Brien, Michael Houlihan, even I could make it 18 scores out of the 24 because Tom Morrissey took over the free take near the end. It's scary, isn't it? That maybe 18 scores came from freshness. And I'm not even including someone who I really think is finding his old form is Rich English as well. And what a richness there with Mike Casey probably to come back. That's the scary thing for everyone else. It, it is. It is. But, like, they are a quality team. Um, I suppose, you know, like, Dermot Burns, we don't know what his story is yet. I, I think there is definitely competition for places as well, Anthony, in the Limerick squad. I mean, they are a very settled team, but there are going to be a couple of places up for grabs, and that always makes it more competitive and everybody wants to be on the starting 15 if they can in, in the day of championship so I suppose Limerick have probably the most successful panel of players right now and they have ultimate confidence as well they're very fit, very strong, great hurlers but it's their use of the ball is the big thing for me every time there's a man in a better position, the ball mm. is delivered to them the other thing is the delivery of ball to them is to their hand. Whereas I think other teams out there are striking the ball on the ground, which takes an extra touch to get the ball into their hand. The other thing that they've added to their play is this um, transfer of ball from their hand onto the hurley now. They're using a hurley stroke. And I brick think that's brick flick. to do with that. That's to do with the hand. Well, like it used to be the, the old brick flick, but I suppose one of the big bugbears at the moment with referees is the hand pass. So I've seen it in Limerick's play. And I don't know, TJ, did you say it to me, Did you say it to me in the last couple of weeks? Somebody said it to me. I've watched it closely now. 
is that their transfer of ball is coming off the hurley on a more regular basis, a one-handed hurley. So they're, Limerick are, without doubt, they're constantly evolving and they're upping the game and they're upping the stakes. But I'd agree with Liam, what he said earlier on. If you, if you want to beat Limerick, I think most teams have to engage in 15 on 15 and don't allow a spare man because they have this beautiful way of giving the ball to the better man all of the time. And, you know, some teams, you know, when an individual gets the ball in his hand, he wants his own score or he wants to be pucking his own ball. There seems to be, it's, not, it's lack of ego, I suppose. It's, it's just that they want to give the ball to the better player all of the time. That's their instructions and they carry it out to the level of the law. And if you're in the opposition camp, you ultimately have to stop the man, the loose man, all of the time because Limerick will funnel it all the time. And that might end up with you having three defenders on three forwards with 60 yards of space in your own back line. And that's why speedy cornerbacks, your full back line probably need to be your fastest players in the modern game. Whereas in the old days, you probably could get away with a fellow who was lacking a bit of toe, maybe a full back. But now, in the modern era, you you can't. So... Yeah, that's why I moved back. <laughs> Dale, what, what, what I will say to, to take a small bit of air out of the balloon there, right, is... I, like, oh, stop, you're at this now for the last five years. No, one's like, no, no one's like, no. We, I, this, this, time, this time last year, like we were saying that Limerick were struggling during the league, right, and we were probably mm. asking questions. I, I would say it wasn't as bad back then, and it's not as good right now. The last two games that Limerick have played, right, I, I, I do think you're right in that we had two oppositions who didn't fully engage. Mm. I think that Galway... To get, let's give Galway credit here now, first of all, right? In the All-Ireland semi-final last year, I thought structurally... Tactically, excellent. I thought they got excellent. Right? Mm. They got everything pretty much spot on. They knew who the man marked. They picked him up. They left one Limerick player in defence free right, to get the ball, and they knew who that was. It wasn't Barry Nash, and it wasn't like some Kyle Hayes and stuff. Right? So I think structurally, they know how to play this Limerick team. And I think your point there about maybe Clare as well the previous time is there is definitely something in not now. Not now. Mm. We will meet these guys down the road. We know, like, I suppose one of the things we do know about Limerick is they don't do a huge amount differently. It's, it's nearly the same all the time over the last couple of years, just doing it a little bit better as, as the years have gone on. So I do think rather than going toe-to-toe and having a humdinger of a 70 minutes now and maybe coming off, let's say, whether it's a point up or a point down, whatever it is, kind of feeling either elated or maybe feeling a little bit low, I think the opposition have kind of said, not now. But the yeah, only thing is, TJ, would you know? Would you not agree that, that that seven channel was was caused them all sorts of problems in that first half? Like I thought they were allowed get ball into the into the seven box and flash it across to the other side in front of Galan. Like that's the box that hurt them. So I, I thought I would I would have expected a lot more awareness from Galway in terms of minding that area, that side of the field, because he, he could have played a match in his own over there yesterday. Kyle Hayes could. could. A good number uh, seven will do that though. You know, yeah, but, but what I mean, yeah, you, 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 you have to, you have to, you have to run the game over there. Yeah, well, I, yeah I, no, I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I I agree with you. Like, they would have known that. They would have, like Henry would have known that before the game. Yeah. Like, like that, 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 what Kyle Hayes is capable of here. So, yeah, like Keenan Fahey was detailed there, but it looked like as if they were going overloading one side. They were trying something, mm-hmm. I'd say, which didn't work for them, and and, and they'll probably revert. But I, I, I will say, I go back to that semi final last year mm-hmm. where they put themselves in, in, in the game with a chance to win it going down the home stretch. Like, so tactically, they know what to do. Like, so maybe they were trying some stuff yesterday that didn't work. But look, we'll, we, we'll have to watch this space. I, I, I guess. TJ, um, TJ, 
I have to refer to it like, and I know I know you were further, further back from the play than John Kiley, who claimed it was a, an appeal for a line ball to go his way. But And you know I'm a big fan and I was lucky enough to coach him for two, three years as well, if you include colleges. And Kyle, Kyle is just an outstanding player. Should have seen red yesterday, no doubt for me. Yeah, you can't argue with that. I think, uh, I, I, live, I didn't see it. I knew there was an incident at the far side of the field. Anyone sitting in the stand, but I did see it in television last night. And look, you, you can't say like it's, it's, it's a clear slap at a hurley. It's out over the line. Uh, you could probably clearly see as well last night that the linesman just signalled the line ball up the field at, at the time, so he didn't see it. Like so, uh, yeah, I think Kyle knew straight away that it was a kind of a, it, it, it was a, kind of a bit of a lash out. Look. I, I, I can't say no more than that, Dello. Only that, like it should have been a card. And to be fair to John, he wouldn't have seen it either, you know. And to be fair to Sean Stack, I, 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 I know his clear connections. I think he's a very good ref. He's up and coming, good ref. And I, I don't think he saw it because Kyle was on a yellow. Yeah. The easy thing was to give him another yellow. So you yeah. didn't even have to go to the straight red nuclear option. It wasn't really a nuclear option, but the second yellow was was a, an easy. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, Dilla, I, I'm a believer in that from a linesman or a referee's point of view. If you haven't seen it, you can't give it. So I think this it's, is Mark, it's, it's, but this is Mark's point all over again. A quick thing in the ear. We're watching it live on TG Cahar. Yeah. It's been replayed twice. There, my apps now. Go away with your there. But, yeah, we call it girl. Yeah. yeah. No, we call it after Limerick. <laughs> no, but like... A quick thing, someone sitting in a van outside with TG Kaharan. Yeah, Sean, he has to walk. And that's that's that. Like, you know, it's not rocket science. Like, like, like look, for, for that particular incident, it's very easy to make a statement like that, Dale, as we know, right? But, like, as we also know it in, right, is how many incidents are you checking? How many are you going back in every score? Are you looking for something? The tackle in hurling is very, very difficult to define. So if one referee thinks it's a free, another referee might think it's not a free. Is there a little tap of the jersey? Are you going back looking for something? Like, I can also say that, let's say, the guy we got a free against, let's say, Will O'Donoghue, where he got a yellow card, which looked like that was incorrect. Are you going to VAR on that? Like like I said, be careful what you wish for here. Like, no, I, I, I this think, was one of I these think, ones now that you knew players and crowd were incensed. You know, I I was only watching yeah. at home on TV and you could hear yeah. the Galway crowd over linesman, linesman. No, it's just I, I just think they're the odd one who said, quick check. He need it needn't even be going, I'm gone to the TMO or gone. Just wait, the ladies' football do it. Just someone in my ear there. Is this something more serious here, lads? And it is, and yeah, he needs to get a second jello at least or a red. Maybe he didn't mean the pull, but still struck your man across his helmet. So uh, it was it was Cannon, I think. I, I think I, I actually think Cannon. he was a little bit. I, I actually think he was a little bit unlucky, Dalo. I think the Galway fellow was slightly bent over. Kyle Moore kind of might have slapped out a little bit, maybe thinking it's going to hit his body. It did happen to catch him on the cage and to the letter of the law. Like if it hit him in the body, would we have been as incensed over it? I don't know. I don't think so, to be honest with it. But there is no doubt in my mind. A minute. You saw it, and if you're watching that live, and if you have a stand-up, stand-by referee seeing that, if he just said to Sean Stack, you have to give him a second yellow pair. If that needs to be upgraded by the CCCC on a Tuesday, let it be upgraded. But on the occasion, we have to start using the technology that's available to us. And I understand exactly what TJ is saying, that you could be stopping the game for this tickle-tackle. We're not into that. 
It's mm. into one or two or three specific incidents in any one game that we all need to see the right thing happens, I think, with our game. And like, and like any young fellow watching that match last night, right? Be it under 12 or under 14, under 16, we kind of have to think I can still flake a fella across the head and not get away with it. Look, it's a fine line. Yeah, well, I will say it's, it's, it's a fine line, right? Obviously, very clear and very specific case yesterday. We don't want a situation where, like, we have a game at the moment, for me, certainly certainly in the league, where it's two-stop starts. Like, mm. the energy in the stand isn't there, and mm. let's say the excitement isn't there, and you don't want to deflate that and have fellas throwing themselves down, like Rashford getting handy freeze yesterday. Like, you've got fellas diving in soccer, thinking they're shot. Like, we want, we want to make sure that we keep, let's say, the key elements of the game intact, where it's tit for tat, it's up and down the field. Like, as I said, structurally and tactically, we have a game that's morphing a little bit very much into possession, right? And let's say that that, that thrill of edge of your seat, certainly we haven't seen it this year yet in, in, in terms of the league. We're all hoping that maybe the one or two really good championship games will stick with us. So I, I, I'd be very slow. I, I'd like, you know, Larry uh, <laughs> said Barcelona, it's not Barcelona winning the league. But I'm honest, I, would, I tell you, TJ, there's a lot of GA fellas starting to go down easy now as well. Let's be straight about it. There's been a fair few incidents in the GA over the last couple of years where anybody gets a tip of the holly now on the face guard or the helmet, they are going down. We've seen a good few of those incidents over the I last two years. I do. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up one quick... Mark, not, not that I want to go down this road with you right today, but one very quick incident with you with... Um, a Cork footballer last weekend or whatever, they got a second yellow card and got sent off, which looked very, very, very harmless, right? Yeah. Right? Mm. Right? Mm. Would you agree this it was very harmless? This is Ian, Ian Maguire from the VAR. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to ask you one key question here now, right? Is if you go to VAR there, right? Right? And you ask VAR, right? Saying, I'm giving a second yellow here for pulling his jersey, right? Can VAR, can VAR say any different? It doesn't fix it. So you have to be careful. Oh, yeah. No. If if you had VAR last week on the on that incident, the red the yellow car would not have been actually given. And we saw it over the weekend in the soccer match between Chelsea and Spurs, where the Chelsea fella got the red car and the, the eye in the sky said to him, Listen, you need to come up and see this incident again. He pushed him on the shoulder and his hand pushed up and got him in the face and he rescinded you the red the car. What are you talking about? And every, everybody is saying the, the same the thing. The indecision is still the most important thing. No matter how long it takes oh. to get there, the end well, decision Matt, is the important. One second. No, one second. No, Here's no, the question. No, did, Ian Maguire, did Ian Maguire pull his jersey? I didn't see it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Which was harmless. It yeah. was harmless. So, harmless. Correct. So, 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 my, so my, you, my might, point you, might, you might not have got to change a decision if you went over to, to the screen. So you, Thank you, Liam. You said, Thank you. Careful what you wish for. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not. Look, at, I'm not with you, Mark, on this now. I I was subjected to watching rugby above in the good house in Ina <laughs> on the booze cruise on Saturday, and the lovely Marina Clancy looked after us very well up there. We had a great day, as did the Griffins and Benley Kelly, as did the Connor House and Kildaisert, as did Marty Browns and Tiernan Og. Uh, the great pack he didn't deserve a great day like that, and we had it. I was subjected to watching Bundy Aki from Shra near Dunbeg. Uh, falling over, and it took about four minutes to decide that wasn't a try that he knocked it on. Do we need, like, for the love and honor of Jesus, we don't need that? Whereas I'm saying, by the time Sean Stack, all I'm saying is, by the time Sean Stack consulted with the linesman on that side, 
that fell on his ear in the van watching TG Cahar could have said, hit him on the face with the hurley, gone. Mm. Jesus, you can't go saying, Ian Maguire, did he put it, go over and look at it. And Do you honestly think that's going to happen in hurling? Oh, no. I just said, that, no, I'm saying they fell in the ear and said, it's a yellow or it's not a yellow. So with me, you don't want the Chelsea Spurs situation I, yesterday. No, no, I don't want Bun, Bundy Aki, absolutely did you not. Think, I want, did you think? I, I want Bundy Aki I want the GA to use. I want the GA to use the technology, right? And that you, the man above in the box has the power to say to the referee, "It's a yellow, it's a red," and he has to trust him. He doesn't need to have to see it himself. He needs to be able to trust him. But obviously, if you want to go the extra step and it comes up on a screen. Like the rugby, but I don't think anybody wants that. But in those situations, like yesterday, fill in the ear, say that's a that's a second yellow or it's a straight red, because the ref hasn't seen it in blind time. Anyway, enough, look, enough, about, enough about technology. We're not going to start that, Dale. We're getting to well. It, it, it'll come up about five more times before July. Yeah. It's a good thing to in September, Liam, because this is always <laughs> the two of them are always on this one. I suppose we're talking about matches in the league and importance, a level of importance. I think the biggest game potentially is coming in two weeks' time, though, and it's not at the top. Like the loser of Antrim and Leash is probably going to struggle to to get themselves like because if it goes to head to head. So I think there's a massive match in two weeks' time in Corrigan Park because the winner of that, I mean, I think, you know, whether you're from Westmead or whether you're from Leash or whether you're from Antrim, uh, you want to be playing against the top teams in the division. I think that's where they think that they'll they'll improve the most. Um, and I think Antrim have made a fair stab at it uh, throughout this league. Uh, but, you know, last year, Leash went and turned them over in that head-to-head match. Um, so I, th- I think, you know, we're, we're probably talking down the importance of the league, but, you know, I think Corrigan Park will have a real edge to it in two weeks' time because the winner of that match will, you know, I think will be their their, their division one status will be secured, and I think that's a massive match for. Um, for, yeah, for un- unashamedly, uh, last year I said I would hope that Westmead would win that, you know, that game to to keep them in in the the division one and in the Lee McCarthy and because the farm and I think Antrim have shown the farm and I hope. I honestly hope you're rewarded for that, but you've no guarantee that. And it's a bit like, look, for me, in lots of ways, the most exciting game in the National League was on Saturday in Canarney with Kerry and Offaly. You know, that really counts because if they're going to progress, they're going to get, get up there. And, and even yeah. if they take a few beatings, that's the only way you learn. And Offaly came out on top there by a point. They may well meet again uh, yeah. in the final of that, depending on maybe the Kildare. Kildare. Um, mm, Kildare, 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 Kildare. Yeah, Kildare-Kerry game will be crucial but yeah I agree with you looking ahead then right um at what mark just from a cock point of view right you're top of the league now yeah. I'd say you're going to try and win the league right are you are you any closer to knowing what your championship team will be and there's two rounds of the league to go unless now you're in the league semi-final in the final yes yeah, so like I think if Claire and Wexford left now Wexford are coming to town and they obviously now will be smacking after getting a fair trimming from yourselves um I think if Cork win one of the games, one of the two games left, they'll probably qualify for the semi-final at least. So I'd say, are they any closer to knowing the first 15? I'd say deep down they probably do know, you know, roughly what oh. they have. I mean, Pat has great experience with all the under-20s, right, all the young players. Pat was also involved a couple of years ago with Kian with the older lads. So he knows their ability. And it, like... It probably is no harm that Hoggy and Hannity aren't playing the league matches at the moment. They have done an awful lot of hurling. They have, they have a pile of it under the... A bit like Ozzy Gleeson, even though I'd say he's a fresher man than, than them. 
who we say the likes of we say Ronan Mayer now has a lot of hurling played as well. Or don't Shamie Callan now is he's probably the example, the same as Hoggy and Hannon. They have a John lot Conlon. of hurling done. John Conlon. And yeah, John Conlon, exactly. They, they, the manager knows exactly what these fellas will bring to the table. So he'll either say, Yeah, they are going to be part of my starting fifteen, or he say, Am I going to give you its fling? And I, I, that's, I suppose that is the one key question that Pat will be trying to answer for himself is, will I go all out with young lads or am I going to blend in some of the experiences as well? Um, but do I think he knows he's starting 15? I'd say he's a fair idea when he's starting 15. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like yesterday, you know, it's a fair one. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair answer now because on paper, I know he does. looking from the outside and having an awful grow for Cork, sure, you're one of my great friends and all my friends in Cork. <laughs> um, you know, I, you I, have have idea. I have, I have actually too. Nice people, John, nice people, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have much of a clue now what the Cork's at. Like, what's it, Joyce and Downey? Is that your three and six? It looked like it, and then is it though? Do you know? Joyce, probably, obviously. Sure. I would say. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I, What's the story with Darren Fitzgibbon? I have no doubt. He'll be back in about a fortnight's time. Like, Darren Fitzgibbon is, you know, Rob Downey, Darren Fitzgibbon, Mark Coleman, Alan Cadigan, Hannity, Hoggy, Robbie Flynn, Lehan. They're all, they're all on the easy list, I suppose, at this moment in time, like, you know? Nine or ten teams down there. Yeah, but only I suppose only Hannity um, really hasn't got some game time. Alan Cadigan as well hasn't got game time. Uh, Rob Downey, I suppose, played in the Munster Senior League. He should be back. I, you know, the, the funny thing is the fact that having the injuries forces them, the selectors into playing these young lads. And um, I, I'd be very confident that Pat knows deep down what he's starting 15. I'd say on the, from the I, outside, I, I, I yeah. Would... I would disagree with you, Mark. I, I, I would say yeah. both Liam, Cahill and, and Pat Ryan, I'd say, are very happy with, let's say, the opening two months. I would say both of them have unearthed a lot of options. Um, maybe there's a lot of similarities between a lot of the players. But I would say, let's say, in Tipperary's case, um, for Liam, he's definitely unearthed a good number of players that can play at five, six and seven. What he's preferred five, six and seven right now might be questionable. And I go as far as to say the same with Cork, right? I think I think Pat's found definitely a lot of players who can play in the forwards. And I would say the mix and actually who plays, I'd say the next month will tell a lot. And I can and I said that they're probably happy with the formation. They're probably happy with the 30 man squad. And I think that I I, I think you're going to see change now. I like my, my, my honest opinion with Pat here in Cork is I don't think he'll go down the road you're going. I think you're going to see some surprises in the Cork setup. As you you think he'll stick with some experience, or do you think he'll go with the younger lads? I think there'll be a mix, but I don't think he'll have all. I I don't think he'll have all the fellas you named out there. I don't want to pinpoint any one particular individual. Now oh no! Oh no! I, no the point, I, I, sorry, I, I I do think I do, I do think I do think you're going to see change, and I don't think Pat really fully know that yet. I think the next month will tell a lot as he's learning. So I would say, especially in those two particular counties, um, there's going to be a lot of change. I would say, like I said, Brian Lohan will probably know. 13 or 14 maybe of, of his first 15 because of where he is, right? Mm. The Cork and Tip situation it, to me is definitely different. And as we all know in Waterford, David could do anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> well, I think you'll see the next day, the next day, Tipperary and Waterford and Waterford playing their championship matches in Turles, you'll see Davy. I'd be shocked if we don't see the Waterford championship team in two weeks' time. 
Like yeah, but and, and Turles might suit them. Like I, I do think you know Watford are very strong running team. You know, in fairness, you know when Liam and Mikey were there, they've they've put a lot of energy into that squad, uh, and they have they play a very very strong running game. So it'll be interesting to see for a number of reasons what that game is like in two weeks' time. With you know, I think it's it's also going to give Tip a really good chance of you know dealing with a very very pacey team. So I think you'll see you'll see a really good Lincoln has made though. No, no, you know he he wants he's going after this league, uh, and because I think he'd love another game or two to get into that group, uh, to see exactly what is who's ready for that hustle and bustle of championship hurling. Um, so as you said, I think I think Tip and Cork are going are going all over the league. Um, and as you said, Tip and Modford next uh, next Saturday week under lights and Turles, I'd say should be a cracker of a game. I would actually love to see a Tipperary Cork league final. I'd be happy enough with that too. Are you okay with that, Marco? I settled for that, but we'll pay it in party quiz, will we? <laughs> we probably owe you about five fixtures though this stage anyway. You, you, can, play it, you, you can play it in Ennis if you want. We'll give you the field for the day, just to get the field of the place. Um, Dello, we, we, we won't actually nail our colours to the match today because obviously it's going to be evolving all the way to, let's say, our predictions on, on the 23rd of April. But the challenge of naming Munster 1-5 to five is intriguing. Oh, oh Incredible. It's Limerick Clare. It's Limerick Clare, and then pick your third. If you throw it out there to the general public to kind of say around your own kitchen table, have the argument and discussion, like the two to leave out is very, very, very difficult. And there's not a lot in it now. So two to leave like, in, I'd say, TJ, is the thing. We know there'll be one in. Yeah. We have a fair idea there'll be but, one but, in. But, which, but whichever, whichever you do, and, and I suppose. I think both Pat Ryan and Liam Cahill are definitely around long enough in the game to know that whilst going after the league would be lovely and it'd be great and all that stuff, right? I think where both of them are coming from, traditionally, not being in that top three, like that's 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 a bigger one for them. Like they they absolutely make sure that they get into the top three. So it's 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 a good discussion point. If I was to ask you to name yours today, Adelo, it, it is a challenge. And as I said, we'll, be, we'll, we'll I'd, hold. I'd be happy enough. We'll hold fire. You, you'll, you'll be number one. I, I'd be happy enough with Lohan and Fitzy filling the two and three. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> and myself and Marco might have something to say on that. You'll leave your cock and kip out. I love it there. Well, I'll tell hey, you one thing. Hey. The, publicans, the publicans in Dublin will be delighted with me, Marco, for that because the, the worst All-Ireland final that you could ever have like, would be Tip Kilkenny or Cork Kilkenny. I wouldn't buy a pint. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't Anybody know what I'd do. Harsh in the cock crow, no. Harsh in the cock crow. It's Kikini. Kikini tip is the nightmare of Ireland <laughs> for the Dublin public and, and hotelier. And I suppose, ever. look, you could you could make the same argument on, on, on the other side for, let's say, the team. We're talking about Michal Dunahu. We're talking about Dara and where he is in Wexford. We're talking about, let's say, Derek Ling, let's say, and they scored 34 points the weekend. And, and let's say where Henry's at and what he's trying to do, like with respect to the other counties, that, that there's a big pressure on someone's going to get left out there as well. And I suppose that's yeah. what we, that's why you're asking the question at the start of the show about are we missing something in the National Hurling League? Because we know that there's a league coming that's going to be absolutely yeah. just so tight and, like, and, and, and so hard to get results and ferocious, yeah. Mm. And whereas this one is definitely. Definitely the phony wars going on here without a doubt. Yeah, maybe maybe two weeks' time, TJ, will be, as they say, in the golf moving day, you know, in terms of, let, I think we could get a few great games. You you, you certainly see Tip Wall for Clare, Galway, Cork, 
Wexford, Jesus, you're saying, you know, and, and as Liam, as Liam rightly said, Antrim Leash could be the biggest one of all in that. Yeah. So I, I think the next day he could have full blooded. After that, I worry. I have to say, mm. after that, I worry mm. who'll be letting off the handbrake. And as Marco says, handbrake on, handbrake off, you know. So, but look, that 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 is what it is. Um, I suppose there's a massive weekend again for Mr. Landers on the fantasy. Uh, Larry, I presume it was anyway. I think his captain is Donald Burke, is it? Who's your captain? Yeah, Donald Burke. Donald Burke. So there yeah. he goes. Um, Jesus, I'm I'm up to fifth. Not too bad. Two hundred and four. <laughs> Billy Drennan hasn't done too bad for me as captain, but Landers is beginning to streak away. Shane McGrath, seven twenty one. TJ, Liam, Liam, myself and yourself. I could tighten you yet, Liam. There for that. Yeah, fourth <laughs> Uh, Larry, I have to say, Larry, a bit like Arsenal at the moment, is treading water. Um, He's struggling in a major way, isn't he? And as usual, the wooden spoon will be going to the 3.4 million mansion on the Black Rock Road. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Shawnee McGrath. I mean, come on. Lads, any yowter would lend Shawnee a hand with some expertise (laughs) on the the, the fantasy hurling. uh, Because, like, look at... Yeah, I was just having a look at a few players there for... um, Later on for the championship. Championship is everything. Thanks to Butler Hurleys again, as always. Uh, no, here's a real hurler on the ditch. He's killing us here. Yeah, he's killing. Do you know who he is, Liam? Not a clue. Ah, come on. Like, he's <laughs> Nana. He's <laughs> Nana. Like, he's on inside the town. Well, he's down as Nana, but he could be from anywhere, I'd say. <laughs> he's, he's a man on Twitter, too. Ah, I got to love him. He had loads to say, three, to say about points. me when I was managing tip anyway. I can tell you that. The hurler in the ditch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But in fairness, him, he's doing well. Squad a score, lads, by James Daly from Hospital Herberstown. TJ, do you know him? Get ready for the puck. Do, I do, I do, I do. Uh, yeah, some 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 score, in, fair, in, fair, in fairness to them. Um, some score, 319. Yeah, 300 points. Incredible oh. shooting. I don't know. And, and Matthew, he have transfers the rest of the... And in Torrance. He's in the bronze. In the bronze. On the queen. On the queen. You've just, look, at, I tell you one thing. You, you, you've transformed yourself. I'm going to give you that. Transformed yourself and right down the line. Once I started to read, Dilo, once I started to read the rules and started to follow it a little bit closer, I realized that you you had a lot of time in your hands over the last couple of years. You were getting all the transfers right. You're on Twitter there, finding out who's injured and who's not injured and all that kind of stuff. So, that's I noticed, I noticed there in the top three, I think Tipper on top, Limerick are second, and Cork are third. That could, the the, the, there could be a clue there for the top three in the Munster Championship. No, there's, <laughs> there's a clue. Yeah, I, love, I like the way you're thinking. There's a clue there for winning the league, I told you. <laughs> we'll see you in it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, lads, good, good, good show. Uh, I suppose we are a bit underwhelmed with the league slightly. We want a few crackers. I think when we get them the next day, uh, two weeks' time. But Fogras, TJ... Yeah, I have I have one this week. Um, myself and Marco are taking part in a Cheltenham preview night uh, in on uh, Saturday week. There before we head across the the water. Jesus, uh, don't mention the... gambling in case that lad in Cork gets off into the game and puts up on Twitter and then all the other no, this, 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 langers. This is, of, kind of, of... this is kind of more advice based rather than uh, yeah, gambling. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't mention having it's a fiver or anything, will you? Yeah, we won't. It's for uh, the Belly Bricken uh, GA, Bohemore GA, and Fedemore GA, and there's a few Bob from Milford Hospice as well. So Marco's got a good bit of homework done. I know he's been talking to some key people in the industry 
recently and he's got some really, really good information that he's going to uh, share. So if anybody wants to come along on Saturday the 11th in the Hunting Lodge, there will be a bit of crack. Um, Peter Maloney, uh, the guy who looks after Honeysuckle, is going to be there on the night as well. And Marcus also, I'll just have a little bit of advice for Peter. I'd say bring the checkbook because he has one or two falls that will just be right up your street, Peter. <laughs> I do. I, I come here. When you have a fellow like him sitting beside you, you want to mind him, TJ, whatever. You can get the Heineken into him, will you? <laughs> come here, Marco. Um, a great AGM for um, the Come On Racing last Monday. Uh, again, the Fitzgeralds in the Woodlands uh, outdoing themselves. And they give you an awful feed of food as well after the AGM. You. You, I never saw a man to wallop pizza like it. They fed us beforehand and they fed us after, in fairness to them. And the one the one thing is that when we'll have our Cheltenham winner, we have to go back to the woodlands in in a day. I tell you, Connor Fitz and the team down there are just brilliant, brilliant people right. and so hospitable. And we met a couple of nice people there from Kilkenny as well, uh, Dale on the night, telling mm-hmm. us exactly that they'll be, they'll be back. There's life without Cody. So I just look, the big thing out of the AGM was that there were so many members logged in for it, which was fantastic and shows that there's probably a great appetite again for next year. And the big news really is that we have three horses in training with Willie Mullins next year. And we're going to have two new horses with Jim Bolger. And the membership has been left 200 euros. So it's open to new members, so anybody who wants to join, just go onto the Command Racing Club uh, email. Just, just Google Command Racing and join for 200 quid. That covers you from the 1st of March to the end of February next year. And for anybody who's an existing member, your membership is due on the 1st of March. And there's going to be, um, just, it'll be very easy to re-register yourself at the men's. It's only going in, click a few buttons, but we'll be, we'll be sending out... Um, I have a video of how to do that. So it's it's all good. It's all positive. And well done to you, Mr. Chairman. Your okay, first time you. chairing it. And you did an excellent job. You, you opened it and small. closed it very professionally. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, in between points, I think, points I, think <laughs> I think, I think Dale too, just to give a mention, uh, Ray Stalwart will be late to rest in Nina. Uh, yes, Liam. Yeah. the morning. Mick Burns. Um, yeah. He was a wonderful, wonderful hurler. Um, you know, to, obviously he was... He's the holder of five All Ireland uh, titles with tape and eight monster titles, which is is certainly a rarity in 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 our neck of the woods. Uh, so again, just just to acknowledge, you know, he's a, a, a really strong hurling family. Um, great great star with his own club, Nina Oak, and obviously done great things for, for Tipperary. And I know he got a lovely send off on uh, on Saturday morning in Nina. Very very big crowd turned out. So uh, just I suppose condolences to all of the Burns family. Yeah, well, yeah. well said, well said, and and also hurled a bit of club hurling in Dublin. I think with the with the Fogs, or I think it was the Fogs. Liam was the right thing. He played with. I think so. Yeah, he won a Dublin championship as well, which is kind of, I suppose, not unique for that time. But if you if it was now, we would be saying, as you said, totally unique. And uh, rest in peace to make. Um, and uh, I just just to acknowledge a few callers to the pub over the weekend. I had a large Tipperary contingent on Friday night. Yeah, Liam. I I had two of the Brazilian brothers. Oh, you were treated. Uh, I had uh, Eamon <laughs> Kelly. I had Mr. Connor Gleeson, your former teammate, all together yeah. with Tony Considine, TJ, your old manager, uh, my old selector. Uh, there was a lot of songs sung on Friday night and uh, a couple of buses on Saturday as well. We led some West Cork, lovely lads. I only got to meet him for a few minutes because we were going off. Normally the buses are coming here now, but I was going the other way. And uh, later on that evening, uh, we had a crew from... A mix of Leash and Dublin, I think. Uh, Declan O'Dwyer, who would have won league medal with the Dubs, 
in 11 was here so sorry to miss them but they they, they were doing most of West Clare I think they just landed in for a couple and enjoyed the crack so just sure. acknowledge those um, and yeah good show lads uh, anyone we'll, we two weeks time will be our next show so that'll be the Monday of Cheltenham week I think will it so we will dabble yeah. in a little bit of horse racing that day and uh, the lads the two experts especially here know Mr. Sheedy, whether he'd be on or not with us uh, that day, would have a fair knowledge of that game too. But he does. <laughs> I'll be lapping it up. All I'll be doing here is trying to serve out the pints and uh, keep it going. And uh, we'll be able to have the crack for what is a wonderful week. Are you going, TJ? You are? I'm, def- I'm definitely going, yeah. Going for, going for a couple of days. Myself and Marco have uh, one or two little spots we'll be kind of frequenting on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So we will uh, let GA people know close to the time we'll be hanging out if anyone wants to say hello. And just one other thing before you go, Dale, there's a big show on this week on TG4 on the great Liam Sheedy, Lake yes. Regale. Always a great show. Looking forward to it, Liam. So I suppose obviously well done. And let's see what, 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 what the show brings. Uh, you, you don't have anything kind of breaking for us that happens on the show, right? No? It's all no, about Portro. It's all about Portro winning the sevens. <laughs> oh, is that okay? And just they were fair good at the sevens. Huh? Well, he was deadly. He was deadly at that. Like, I know. Look, it's a nice thing to do. It's nice for the family. And uh, look, as I said, it's uh, you know you're always worried that hopefully it turns out it turns out well. But yeah, ho- look at you know we're very lucky. A great family here in Port and a great village here in Port and, and a great community. And so I was lucky enough to get a chance to spend manage my own my own my own lads that. Uh, Admire and that and that senior and get a bit of success with him, which is always always nice and it's always good to know that your your parish and your club are behind you. So hopefully they get an insight into that. And in fairness, to you Dalo, you came down in 2012, so we got the we got the old North Championship for us, which was massive at North. the time. So uh, hopefully it comes across well. Yeah, actually, look, it's yeah. it's sprinkled with a bit of sadness too. Obviously, Dad died very young and I lost Jimmy at 47. So there's that aspect too. We'd love to have you'd love to have had him down watching those matches over the years, and I'm sure he would have got massive enjoyment. But I'd say. It was probably a party in heaven too, in fairness to him. Uh, there'd be no fear of him. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Like, he'd be in good, he'd, you'd be in good company with Jimmy Sheedy, uh, Dalo. He was a good I'd man. Be working, I'd, I'd be working behind the bar on Thursday night. We'd have you up loud, uh, blasted out by, I'll tell you here. You'll be on in the lounge in the bar, even though there'd hardly be too many in the lounge now on Thursday <laughs> night. But, uh, we, we'll have our usual four or five in the bar anyway. And I, we, we, we look forward to tuning in and, Thanks for coming on with us uh, uh, today, Liam. Delighted to have you. And uh, the other two, will you get their heads down and start studying hard and fit that lad that tweeted about his all about gambling on that show, Jesus, gambling. My mother got be good to her if she was alive. I'm going near them bookies. But, uh, look, <laughs> we, we don't be given any... We, we like a bit ourselves. We like to study the farm. We enjoy national hunt racing and a bit of flat racing. That's all. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Over and out. All right, lads. Have a good week. Allianz Supporting all 32 counties Through the Allianz Leagues A a, a grain of rice A a, a grain of rice Is going to tip the scale Just remember that There's a small bit of a needle there Come on Mayo You've got to get Andy Moran into the game We're missing what the show Then we're no longer going to whip it